0: following message was preached at Flint Hill Baptist Church. We would love for you to join us on Sundays for life groups and worship, or on Wednesdays for adult Bible study, kids, and youth activities. For more information, visit flinthill.net. You can t- go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 is where we're going to be this morning. I've been in a series, Nothing But the Blood, And, uh, man, it's just been good to get in God's word and see how the blood of Jesus impacts, uh, changes our life and all the benefits and the glory that comes with that. And the blood of Jesus has done so much for us as we enter this kind of time of year. Uh, a couple things, one next Sunday, obviously, you know, this is Palm Sunday. And, uh, uh, of course we'll have everything life group worship on Sunday morning, but Sunday night, we're going to gather here for a Lord's supper service. And, uh, I hope you'll make plans for that. All of you are welcome to be here uh, to gather together in God's house. And my heart is we'll we'll be here at 6 o'clock next Sunday night uh, for that service. Uh, But as your pastor, I just just pray. I'm praying for us, praying for you, praying for me, praying for your families that God would just maybe in this season, maybe like no other, maybe not like any recent seasons as well, God would just awaken us to the reality of all that he did for us on the cross. And, um, and way more than just an appreciation, but man, just a reverence and a worship, and a, maybe in a fresh way, in a new way, God would just open the eyes of our heart to see all that God did for us in His cross, in, the, in His death, and yes, in His resurrection. So I just invite you now, uh, make plans, be here, be a part of that, and, and let me just go ahead and say this, I mean, obviously, y'all know Easter's coming, <laughs> I mean, I know it, I'm Captain Obvious. Um, Please begin to pray who you're going to invite with you to join with you on Easter Sunday. I shared in our prayer group this sun uh, this morning actually there uh, even in the life group I shared this that uh, uh, God just so uh, creates a sensitivity in people's hearts about coming to church on Easter. I had two families yesterday of all places at a volleyball court in downtown Birmingham come to me and say uh, they know I'm pastoring over here at Flint Hill now. These are people I've known for a long time through softball and uh, and they said uh Said, hey, I believe we're going to come and join with you over there at Flint Hill on Easter Sunday. Now, you know, again, I, I say that—that's a wonderful thing, amen. I mean, I, I mean that sincerely, amen. Praise the Lord, and I hope that you have folks in family, friends, neighbors, co-workers that you can just say, "Hey, love for you to join us uh, next Sunday or Easter Sunday at ten thirty here at uh, Flint Hill." And I say that, and pray, pray for that as they come. Pray that God would be glorified that. That yes, it's a, and yes, yes, I believe, I believe that even on that Sunday, even right now, I believe God's knocking loudly on hearts even this morning. I almost got up and just gave an invitation this morning. I really did. Man, I'm so, I'm telling you what, I'm so great. We're singing that song, it is well, it is well, by the blood of Jesus, through God's grace. I, I pray your testimony. If not, get it right today. Come to the Lord today. I believe God's knocking on some of your hearts even this morning. Uh, I mean, already. He's knocking loud and clear. Don't leave out of here. I mean this sincerely. Don't presume the grace of God. Don't assume that He's going to keep knocking when you walk out these doors. If God's knocking on the door of your heart, it's because He wants you to open wide by faith and trust in Him alone as your Lord and Savior. And I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a few moments uh, during But invitation. But I I mean this sincerely. I, I really believe that God is in the saving business. I mean, He still is. He is on His throne, and He is at work today. Um, and I, and, I, and I'm, I am absolutely convinced, yes, even on Easter Sunday morning, God will draw people here to hear the gospel message. Maybe they've heard it a hundred times. But on that Sunday, God will open wide the windows of heaven, and men, women, and boys, and girls will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I just believe that, church. And you know what I've been praying for us? Pray this morning. God, don't let us go through this Easter season on cruise control. God, forgive us. Forgive us for forgetting all that you've done for us on the cross. I don't know how that hits you. I don't know you and your business. Maybe that's more about me and my business. But I'm just praying that God's people, God's church, would just be reminded, you know, over and over again, that, the Lord reminded the nation of Israel. He said, don't forget. Don't forget. Go back and read your Bible. Deuteronomy. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. God, help us not to forget. God, remind us, even so this season, what all this is about. I, I pray that. I pray God would just do a holy work in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. I, I am believing that, and I'm going to keep on believing it in Jesus', Jesus name. I, I mean that. I want to be like that persistent widow that just going to keep on praying and not giving up. Uh, all right, I, I, I know I told you. I almost gave an invitation. <sighs> Romans 5. We've been, looking at, we've been looking through the Scripture about nothing but the blood, and, the, and, and, and today we're going to look at justification. That's a fancy word. It's a big word, isn't it? Justification, the justified. We've already looked at in the Scripture that God is just and the justifier. So today we're going to look at Romans 5, 1-11, and we're going to see how God... Uh, justifies or brings justification in the hearts of those that come under the blood of Jesus. And Romans chapter 5, let me just read these 11 verses here. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Praise the Lord. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated His love for us in this. What? While we were yet... Horrible sinners. I, I don't even know if we understand that word. We opposed God, blasphemers, hated. I mean, that's. A, I mean, we did not know Him nor want to know Him. Yet God demonstrated His love for us. How? Christ died for us. You ever wonder how much God loves you? Look to the cross. Look to the cross. It's still the cross. It's at the cross. He demonstrates his love for us. Since we have now been justified by the blood, by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice through our Lord Jesus Christ to whom we have now received reconciliation. So, this morning, I want to just take a few moments and share with you about the blood of Jesus. And the scripture says it. I just read it. For we have been justified, in verse 9, by his blood. The impact and the influence, the effect of the cross and the death of the Lord Jesus Christ does much for us as children of God. But through faith in him, we have now been justified. Justification is a big word, fancy word, it's literally a forensic term. It is the judicial act of God by which He pardons all sins of those who believe in Christ. I mean, that's a glorious thing, is it not? We just sang a song, It is well within my soul. The only way it can be well within your soul is that you know the grace of God through Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sin. I preached on that last Sunday. The forgiveness of God. A beautiful, glorious thing. So He pardons all those sins. And uh, and who believe in Christ, and accounts or treats them as righteous in the eye of the law, conform to all its demands. In other words, to the pardon of sin, justification declares this, 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 it declares this, that the claims of the law, the fullness, the fulfillment of the law are, res, are satisfied completely in respect to the justified. It is the act of His judge. He he made the decision as sovereign King of kings, Lord of lords, judge of all. He declared, we're justified. The law is not relaxed. No, 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 no. The law is not set aside. No, no, no. It is fulfilled in the strictest sense in this word. Completely, totally fulfilled. So that, here it is, those that come under the blood of Jesus that are justified, are declared th- 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 they're so, are entitled, listen to this, to all the advantages, all the rewards, all the blessings that come from perfectly obeying the law of the Lord. Now hold on just a minute. I'm gonna assume something. You know what happens. But I'm gonna assume that most of us get. And we are grateful this morning, if you know Christ and have come under the blood of Jesus, that to be justified, to be made just, that's what it means, to justify. He is the just and the justifier. He's the one that declares us justified in His presence. I think most of us would declare this morning, if I gave you the opportunity, you are grateful that He pardons your sin. In other words, He does not hold you accountable. He has given you a free pardon. Is that that, Amen? Are y'all with me? I mean I, mean, I mean, I can probably get some amens out of that. Hallelujah. Any sinners? <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it, brother. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I love my front row folks. I can call on you by name. Um, I think most of us this morning, if, you were, if we we're to have a conversation, you would say, man, thanks be to God. He has pardoned my sin. I mean, how many of you want to be held accountable to your sin? I mean, good night. No, the Bible says blessed are those whose sins are forgiven or covered or covered. I mean, there's not a one of us in here today that would say, oh, yeah, let my sin. I want to be. There's no way you can account for the sin that you have in your heart and your life. There's no way you can be justified outside of the blood of Jesus. There's no way. There's no way. And I think most of us this morning would de- declare, as we just sung, blessed be the name, we would praise the Lord for the gracious act of God in creating in us, pardoning us from our sin. But there's another side to this coin. I'm not so sure we understand fully. and I'm, Maybe I'm assuming here too much of us. It's not that we're only justified or pardoned. But now the law is fulfilled in the strictest sense, biblically. He didn't set the law aside. It is fulfilled. Jesus said, I didn't come to get away with the law, but I came to fulfill it in every sense. Every sense it is fulfilled. So that what? The person that comes under the blood of Christ is justified. In other words, declared to be entitled to all the advantages, all the rewards, all the blessings that all the law has declared shall be to any child of God that is justified. This is where Paul would say, some of y'all with me on Wednesday night in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. He said what? We have, let me get there. I just want to, I want to make sure I quote it right, Randy. Hold on a second. Verse 3, chapter 1. Praise be to God. This is, why, this is why Paul would praise the Lord so much. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. This is where the scripture says we lack nothing, nothing for life and godliness. But why? Because of your own merit? Because you uh, are good at, at at doing certain things, or your work, or your... No, 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 no! It is purely because the act of God has declared me and you right before Him, justified, totally, completely in Christ. The benefits and the fulfillment. I'm not sure we understand this. I mean this sincerely. I think we get the pardoning, but man, God enables us by God's grace to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, the calling that is on our life. He didn't call you to be perfect. He called you to live out in fulfillment all that he's done for you on the cross by faith. Don't sit here and tell me that you don't have it. You have it. If you have Christ, you have everything you need for life and godliness. You can do all things through Christ. Don't tell me you can don't tell me that. That's an affront to the almightiness of God. Church, it's time to wake up. Oh, Fanny Crosby, that's a funny name. No offense to Fanny. Or if your name's Fanny, I don't mean that at all. By the way, our lesson this morning in life group was about the blind man healed by Jesus. You know, she was not born blind, but became blind. Back in the 1800s when somebody tried to help her with some condition, and she ended up becoming blind as a result of it. But I'm going to tell you what, even though she was physically blind, she could see things that most of us probably don't see in the spiritual realm. She penned a lot of words that we've sung. You sing them, you sing them, I know you sing them. And I know you know this song. It goes something like this. It's written a long time ago blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine heir of salvation purchase of God born of his spirit washed in his blood she went on to write this is my story this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Beautiful words written by Fanny many, many years ago. But, friend, I want to say that God just used those words to resonate in the hearts of every child of God washed under the blood of Jesus that begins to understand fully who they are in Christ. Every day, every day, every day we have life and breath in this body is a great day to praise the Lord. Great day to walk in the fullness and the blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Glory to God. Now I want to share with you real quickly here. Best I can. Talking about justification. I've tried to share with you. It's not just the pardoning of sins, but it means that in the strictest sense that all of the law, all the benefits, all the word, everything that God has for us is yes and amen in Christ. Not because of our good works. Not because of how great looking you are, how much money you have. It's purely through the blood of Jesus and His death on that cross. God determines. He says you are now justified. There's so many other words there. You are a child of God. He is your heavenly Father. He knows your need before you even ask it. But yet He is pleased when His children come to Him and ask of Him. There's a beautiful relationship here all through the blood of Jesus. So real quickly, I want to share with you. uh, I've got it here on on, on uh, your notes, if you're making notes. I'm going to share seven things with you that I I call the assurances of the justified. I could have said the blessings, but I I, I call them assurances. kind of after Fanny Song's blessed assurance. Because I believe when we begin to understand all that God has done for us, it solidifies in our heart. Kind of like the song we just sung, It is well within my soul. God's word will enable us, quicken our hearts. And we can once and for all nail this thing down say, I know, I know, I know Christ my Lord. Now we can have that blessed assurance. Now let me say to you, please hear me. There may be some folks in this house this morning that have never trusted Christ's person as your Lord and Savior. Please hear me. Chapter 5, verse 1, we've been justified through faith. It is always about God's grace and it's through faith alone. That word means to trust in, literally, Christ alone. To come to that place where you acknowledge that you need Christ, that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and your faith and trust is in Him alone. I say that because I don't want you leaving leave it out of here saying you can just claim these promises. Mm-mm, you can't if you don't know Christ personally as your Lord and Savior. It's only through the blood of Jesus, through faith in Christ alone, that we have access and these assurances of what we call justification. All right, if you're making notes here, real quickly here. Number one, we see it real quickly here at the beginning of this passage. The first assurance we have is peace with God. In fact, the Bible says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Very matter-of-factly, very, very uh, uh, simply stated. I think Billy Graham wrote, wrote a book, wrote a devotional years ago, said peace with God. I mean, he preached the gospel. Why? Because all people in all places are at enmity or enemies unto the Lord. Until you come through the blood of Jesus, you're an enemy of the Lord. I don't know how many of you think of that way or have thought that way before Christ. But in other words, there's enmity. There's already uh, uh, discord between you and the Lord. You, you didn't make it up, you didn't create it, it wasn't your family life or whatever it is. It's just because a reality of being born in sin is there's, there's division there. There's, as, as the Bible would say, enmity with God. In fact, the Scripture says we were once enemies of the Lord. But the blessing or the assurance of being made right and declared right and declared justified by God in Christ is that now we have peace. 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 Mm. Peace that passes all understanding. The peace that Paul refers to here in this passage is not so much subjective. In other words, oh yeah, I feel like I'm at peace with God. Don't get me wrong, I I certainly have felt that. I hope you have as well. But he's making a matter of fact. In other words, it's an objective statement. In other words, in Christ, the justified now are declared at peace with the one true living God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You don't get to peace. You live in peace right now in Christ Jesus. The war is over. There's no longer enmity. And that, in fact, is quite the opposite. Those who are far away are brought near through the blood of Jesus. And now we walk with Him as our Heavenly Father. To live our life knowing this reality is a beautiful assurance of our faith in Christ. That we're now at peace with him second thing is this we have access to God and we see this in the scriptures uh, that not only do we have peace through Jesus Christ but now through him we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand this word is sometimes translated introduction in other words we have access or introduction to God we have been brought near to God it's only used three times in your New Testament and in each in- instance it's used, it refers to the believers' access to God through Jesus Christ. Now you've got to understand a little bit of a context here. to the Jews, which we see so much of the history here in the book of Romans, to the church at Rome, uh, the Jews, uh, the thought of having direct access to God was unthinkable. Go back. I know I mean I'm certainly not your Jewish scholar by no means, but go back to the temple. The common folks could not even. There were certain places in the temple you did not go. In fact, uh, unless you're a Jew in the house of the Lord this morning, I, you know, I am a Gentile considered by Jewish people, so I wouldn't even have been able to get into the Jewish courts because there was a Gentile court out here. But if you would have had some kind of condition like the man uh, this morning in Bible study who was blind or lame or whatever else, you wouldn't even been allowed in there. You would have to stay outside. So all along the way, I mean, honestly, the picture of that whole process was division, and 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 God was at a distance, and He was at a distance. Go back even to your Bible and read, In the Holy of Holies, not everybody could even go into there. We saw that when I preached on the atonement. One time a year, the high priest would go in, sprinkle the blood as as an atoning sacrifice. So when I share this, when we talk about access to God, this is not something that the Jewish mindset would have understood or even embraced. It's only through the blood of Jesus that not just for the nation, for all of us, but each individually. Good night. This is what just changes a life. The blessed assurance is what? Is that when you come to faith in Christ, when you're justified, you now have access to the Holy One of Israel, to the Lord God Almighty. No longer do you have to go to somebody and say, what does the Lord think? Man, you can talk to Jesus personally. You, you can come before Him and hear Him literally personally. Now this truth, you know, and I've shared this, was graphically portrayed in the first century. Y'all remember this? When the Lord uh, died there on that Calvary's cross, the veil, of the, temple, t- t- the veil in the temple separating the Holy of Holies inside that, was torn from what? The top to the bottom, the Bible says in Matthew 27. Symbolizing what? No longer is there a veil. But thanks be to God that we in Christ through the blood of Jesus can have access to the Lord. Now this changes a person's life. Friend, please hear me. I'm glad you're here at church. I'm thankful that we gather and we worship. And the Bible says don't forsake the gathering together of God's people. But this is not the only time and the only place to hear from the Lord. Amen? When you go out in that car in just a moment, when you go eat the lunch, when you go to work, wherever you are, God is available and accessible to the child of God. And just a beautiful assurance that we have in that. Three is this, that we have a hope in God. That's what the Bible says. He declares, in fact, in verse, uh, end of verse two, he says, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This idea of hope, Rest purely on the work of God and salvation. It's not by me, by what we can do, or what we've done. It is literally through God alone. Let me remind you, to those God foreknew, He also predestined to what? To be conformed to the image of His Son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. That He predestined, that He also called. For what reason did He call us? He said that we're justified. Why? So that we might be glorified, that we might become like Christ in this world today. We have hope, yes, now, but it's hope that is forevermore. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, that prayer, in in, in the very ending of chapter 1, Paul prays for the Christians in Ephesus that they may know the hope to which God's called you. This hope that has a present sense reality, but is also eternal. To God be the glory. Uh, Let me remind you, church. Uh, in Colossians 1.27, Paul speaks to the, he says to the saints, to them, God has chosen to make known what among the men among the Gentiles what the glorious riches of this mystery. What's the mystery? Christ in me and you. The hope of glory. What a great assurance! How do I? In other words, let, let, let me say this. How do I know that I'm a Christian? Him writer had it right. How do I know this? Because he lives within my heart all right the number four thing is this the love of god how do we know uh, this blessed assurance assurance being justified is the love of god has been poured out in our hearts that's exactly what the scripture says Um, when he talks about let me get here in verse here it is verse five and hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us when he refers to the to, to the love of God, and, and please hear me, God has called us to love Him. But the beautiful picture here is that Paul saying God has poured out His love into our hearts. Now that's unthinkable to me. In fact, in, in Ephesians later on, in chapter three, he said it'll be a, it'll blow our minds to begin to realize how much God really loves us. I say this all the time; it it, it challenges me personally. God loves you unconditionally. You don't have to perform before the Lord. And yet, we're so performance oriented, aren't we? We determine how much He loves us based on what we do or don't do. And get that out of our mind. You want to be rooted secure in Christ. It's purely because His love has been poured out into our hearts. God set us free. Good night, set us free. To love you with all our heart. To receive your love that surpasses knowledge. To be rooted and established in your love. I mean, this is is life changing to the child of God. No longer do you have to impress other people for any reason. Good night. God of the universe has reached down from heaven and said, I love you personally, passionately. There's nobody on earth going to love you like the Lord loves you. Lord set us free. All right, number five, what assurances we have. Not only the love of God being poured out in our heart, but the presence of God that is with us. And he talks about it here, the very testimony of the Holy Spirit. In other words, he says that God has poured out this love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God. I mean, I cannot say enough about this. How do we know that, that God is real and how do we know that Uh, God that that, that our faith in Christ is real it's because the God the Holy Spirit is taking up residence in our life now he's got a job to do and he's working in us and through us for his glory one of those things is he is bringing to our reality to our senses to our life that God is real and really wants to use you and fill you to the fullness of all that God intended for you to be there, you don't lack one thing, the fulfillment, ju- the justified in Christ, have every blessing, every, everything in Christ alone. And the Holy Spirit of God takes that truth and applies it to our heart, transforms us from the inside out to the glory of God. Now, I will tell you, this speaks great to our assurance in Christ. I mean, in other words, it's a blessing. It is a blessing of our spiritual security. In other words, I'm going to say we can know that we know that we know. I remember uh, years ago, a professor, well, man, you know, I guess he's trying to get something out of his students there. and said, well, can you really know that you know? I mean, can you really ever know? I need mean, he's wanting to go some philosophical way. Now, listen, I'm not the most philosophical person in the world. Just hang in there. I'm a simple man. I really am. How do you know that you know? Is it possible? Absolutely. Why? Because Jesus said it was. He said you could know the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the way. But how do we know that? It's when God the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our heart. All of a sudden, it's not just talking about Jesus anymore. It's about the reality of hearing from Him ourselves and living by His grace through faith for Him. So we have this security that we have. Number six, this eternal security. Paul makes much of this. In other words, he says in verse 9, since we've been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? I've already shared with you, if you're not a child of God, you're at enmity with the Lord. And in fact, if you don't come under the blood of Christ and have faith in Christ, there's nothing awaiting you except wrath from the Lord. And Paul uses this text here to say, look, this, this blessed assurance, the justified are not just for present day, but this security goes on and on and on. That's why, that's why in John's gospel, it says, whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Because of the justified in Christ, we have eternal security. We can be assured, right, no matter what, that in Christ, in Christ, we can avoid the the wrath of God through the blood of Jesus. Now, the last thing is this. This blessed assurance, the the assurances of the justified. Number seven is this, is that we are reconciled to God. You know, the the, the ending of this text here, he, he, he culminates this whole passage here by saying not only is this so but we also rejoice in God. Man, I tell you what, there ought to be some rejoicing up in the house of the Lord. I almost heard us breaking out a little bit earlier on one of them songs. Now I'm not saying you got to dance and shout all the time, but there ought to be some dancing and shouting in your house at some point somewhere. You ought to be praising the Lord. Be it in the car, the parking lot, I don't care. Coming up, bring it up in the house of the Lord, as long as you're focused on Christ and praising him. Let's sing praises unto the Lord. Now I'm not now listening, I'm gonna get in trouble. Now, you can sit there and not Praise the Lord. You might be screaming on the inside. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I'm screaming on the inside, but it's not coming out. All right. Y'all with me? Everybody with me right, you But there ought to be some rejoicing in the house of the Lord. Why? Because of the blessed assurance that we have. The justification. I know, I know. All right. I'm not, not trying to get that out. I'm just saying that needs to be part of our daily life. It. I know, I know. Help me. Now, y'all, I thank y'all for putting up with me sometimes. I know. I appreciate it. I do. Don't miss this. Paul, Paul culminates this passage. How do we know that we're, uh, how do we have this assurance, this blessed assurance is that we are reconciled to God. In fact, he says here it's through Christ, through the Lord Jesus Christ, that we have received reconciliation. And this is a beautiful thing and it's a real deal. No longer are we enemies, but we've been brought near through the blood of Jesus. But it's way more than that, church. It is way more than that. We have been reconciled. He is your heavenly Father, man. We can walk with Him, we can talk with Him, every moment, every day. Doesn't matter where you are. You can call upon His name. In fact, He is with you whether you acknowledge it or not. You have been reconciled through the blood of Jesus, and, and the Scripture. And Paul praises Him, and he just wanted. To, this is why Paul, in prison at midnight, shackled up, begins to praise the Lord. Why? Because he's been reconciled. His circumstances don't determine his praise. He's going to praise Him no matter what. Abundant joy. That's the word here. That's what it means, exuberant joy. To rejoice means exuberant, abundant joy. God gives that to children, His children, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to bring this, I promise you. I'm going to bring this to a close right here. But let me remind you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, please hear this, if anyone, anyone anyone he she is a new creation born again birth from above brand new here it is the old is gone turn loose of it the new has come if i could scream it i'd scream it right now it's come we don't live back here we're living right now All this is from God. Praise the Lord. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ? Hold on. But he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Church, that we have a responsibility before the the Lord today. I mean this. Please hear me. We have a job to do. There's work to be done. There is work to be done in Jesus' name. What is that work? To extend by grace through faith, through the blood of Jesus, reconciliation to the one true living God, to a world that's starving to death. They're, they're dying wanting to know the truth. But he reconciled the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. And we are there, mm, this is beautiful, we are therefore Christ ambassadors. That might mess you up a little bit. That, what that means, you know what ambassador is, that means you represent. The truth is, listen to me church, every one of us here today, if you know Jesus Christ personally as your Lord and Savior, if you've come under the blood, you've been justified. When you walk out those doors in just a moment, you are the hands and feet of Jesus that the world's going to be looking for. Now I don't say that to bring oh, holy, you know, you know, a little nervousness. I say that for great joy. Because you've got some co-workers that need Christ. You might have some family members that need Jesus, right? How are they going to know Him? As you go, He goes. When you, as He's as he leading you, He's empowering you to share the gospel with those around you. All right. We're going to take a moment. We're going to respond to the Lord right now. Now, I want to remind you this time, this invitation. We call it invitation. We call it response. We're going to sing a song here in just a moment. And, 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 it's a, and I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful song. Please don't get, don't get caught up in that, per se. I really hope and pray that God would grant us today the assurances that we have through the blood of Jesus. We have been made justified before God. That's a beautiful thing. So as we begin, to, we're going to worship here in just a moment. But friend, listen to me. If you're here today. And you're the one that God's knocking on the door of heart. And you need, to, you need to come to faith in Christ. You come. Please hear me come. I remember I remember sitting on the back. It was a pew back then. These are chairs. Gripping it like this. I had no clue what it meant to make public my profession of faith in Christ. But there was something beating deep inside my heart that I needed to go forward. I didn't even understand that as a 19-year-old. But man, if you're here today and the Lord's calling you to come to Him for salvation or come to hear. And, and if God's calling you here to unite with this fellowship, then blessed be the name of the Lord. Come. It may be way more than that. This altar's open. Make an altar where you are. Please, please, whatever it is the Lord's calling, whatever the Lord's knocking on the door, just respond to Him and His leadership. Father, we praise You today. Thank You, Jesus, for allowing us to gather in Your name today. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, have your way in the hearts of your people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand with me, church.